0: the program the bill michael show final hour of the show good to have you on board today this hour brought to you by our friends at stoleys hog alley in lake country also stole's old 109 which is up there in watertown with a terrific fish fry great atmosphere the outside patio and such is pretty much done in the renovation the doors are open i saw that uh, some of their pictures over on facebook so some good stuff from our friends at stoleys hog alley out in lake country and stole's old 109 up in Watertown. Welcome back, and uh, good to have you back in. Uh, still, just a lot of conversation going on about a lot of different things, as a matter of fact. Uh, this one's from Jesse, and it's kind of refreshing to get a Bucks question. Uh, with Chris Middleton coming back to practice, do you think that the Bucks will be back at full strength, and do you think he'll have the durability to get through an entire playoff run? Uh, no, they're not going to be at full strength. Other players right now, not – uh, starters but other players are down right now. I know that uh, some do and some don't like Grayson Allen but Grayson Allen's been a little bit nicked up. Um and he has been uh, he's been down. Um so the uh so w- with that, you know, obviously uh you know they're not back at full strength. Uh also the uh the the question about the durability factor, I who knows. I mean Chris Middleton has been I hate to use the word fragile, but for lack of a better term, a little bit fragile this season uh, coming off of the injury. So um, I, I think you just cross your fingers that he can have the sustainability through an entire postseason. I really do. I, I think you'll probably guard some of his minutes early on and working up to playing full time and being better and such uh, as time goes on throughout the postseason. Uh, hopefully he gets stronger. But yeah, it's uh, your guess is as good as mine. Your guess is as good as mine when it comes to uh, when it comes to Chris Middleton. I I, I and I agree. We had a, somebody that touched base yesterday with us on the live stream that said, "Oh, here we go with the you know they'd have won had it not been for Chris Middleton excuses." Uh, I I think they're deeper. Crowder obviously gives them a, another choice uh, as far as depth goes, and some of the moves that they've made, which is good. I still think for this team to really be to really be that level uh, where they're just going to get over, I think you need not only Chris Middleton back, but he needs to be hitting, and he needs to be quick, which he wasn't, uh, specifically going back a few games. He wasn't, uh, and they need to be able to play a little bit better perimeter defense because uh, ultimately it's going to come down to between them and the Celtics, and when it does, the Celtics have the ability to bomb from the outside with damn near anybody, and fast passing the basketball has been the nemesis, defensively speaking, for the uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. So, uh, if 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 Middleton's right and he's quick and it's good, then I think that they'll be fine. It'll be a battle, but they'll be fine. But if he's not, and they're a little bit nicked up, and as everybody is, but then I think they're gonna it's really going to be tough for them. To get through the Eastern Conference Finals. That's just my opinion. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um. This is uh, who's this one from? This is from. This is from Scott. Scott says, uh, "Hey Bill, with all that's been said about Aaron Rodgers, uh, everybody wants to put blame on Rodgers. Do you think that Rodgers is to blame?" or do you think that he is just a good quarterback that has been his ego has been fed by all that has been allowed around him That's a deep question Scott I think that there I think a little of both I mean I hate to be wishy-washy and walk down the middle of the line, lane like that but if Rodgers earned a level of respect all superstars get it Michael Jordan got it Walter Payton got it uh, until he ran into Didka, because uh, Didka didn't give anybody that level of respect. He he pretty much put his thumb on everybody. Um, you know, uh, Tom Brady got it. Joe Montana got it. You know, you start thinking of the greatest of the greats. You look at all the, the receivers, the quarterbacks. They're going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. They're going to give it to Joe Burrow. If Justin Herbert takes another step forward this year, they'll give it to him. You know, I mean... See, you, you, you get respect by being this level of, of superstar. And when you hit this certain level, um, they look to you more. They, they, they treat you with kid gloves. And, you know, eventually that, <laughs> just like far it goes to your head. Oh, they're going to let me do this. Oh, I, I'm, I'm as big as this. And suddenly your ego starts to take over. You know, we've seen it with a lot of players. A lot of athletes, your ego takes over. Um, hell, out of my own backyard, growing up as a kid, Pete Rose was that way. You know, Pete Rose got big and then was sought after between Philadelphia and Montreal and free agency and making all the money and you know, and, uh, and he became bigger than life and bigger than the franchise and and such. I mean, you know, it, I can just kind of think of it in my own my own backyard, growing up as a kid. We, we've been seeing this and dealing with this for forever, you know. It's just now that we see it so much more on, on an open stage because of everything that we have our access to. We have access to, you know, social media and Instagrams and, you know, YouTube accounts and, you know, shows that anybody can go to a podcast and start spewing anything, you know. I mean, so that's the reason we have the access we do, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I think part of it is that the team enabled it. I think part of it is that Rodgers deserved it. I think part of it is he's a great player and knows it. You know, he knows that they couldn't win without him, and so they did everything they could to keep him happy. Yeah, there. you know, you. you I, I think there's enough to go around. I don't want to sit here and just say I'm going to, you know, I'm going to come down on Aaron Rodgers for being this prima donna diva baby because that's not true. Does he have that in him? Yeah, he does. But all superstars do for the most part. The only guy that I can honestly say who had that superstar level, two, two, I will say two, two people that I've met and I've had uh, a lengthy interaction with, two people that I've met that are on different, were on different planes. One is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is when you get a chance to just talk to him and and, and the humbleness He's just the, – the guy that you see doing the commercials, he's that guy. He just is. You know, if he has the time – now, he has keepers. Don't get me wrong. He has his handlers that put him on schedules and keep his time, and he's got to be here and do this and do that. He's, he's got people, but he will give you as much time as he can possibly give you. And he's as humble and as nice and as open and as, you know, conversational. As, and interested in you. That's the other thing. He's, he, he asks you questions um, as, as anybody could. So him and Cal Ripken Jr. Cal Ripken Jr. was just one of the nicest, classiest guys I'd ever met. And he was a guy coming out of the end of his playing career as the Iron Man that just he could have been a jag and he wasn't. I mean, picked up his own phone um just he sat and signed every autograph, appreciated everybody's comments, was willing to I mean he knew he had to keep going down the line but talk to everybody. Um you know, took feedback, good or bad, appreciated it or at least appeared to. I mean if if it's an acting job, it's an acting job, but just so much good out of Cal Ripken Jr. Uh, those two guys when when you ask me about classy people that uh that were were greats and on that st- that level those two guys stand out to me now will there be others of course there will be you know other guys that I've I've had a chance to talk to over the years or meet over the years or whatever uh and girls for that matter but but those two right there they they're kind of the epitome of class uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670 um jason says we all have egos egos costed us mike holmgren as well in my opinion uh bart star thomas you are correct you are 100 percent correct 100 percent correct bart star is the epitome of all of that of class and 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 even bart had handlers and had to be in certain places and such but bart was always a very very incredibly kind individual as well um but, uh, yeah, I mean, we all have egos. The whole Holmgren thing, though, Holmgren had an ego. The ego between Ron Wolf and the Holmgren ego, yeah, Holmgren had an ego, still does. Holmgren's a, the, the gruff and grumbly guy. He had a lot of success, an incredibly smart and brilliant guy. 100% agree with that. But his ego, for what he wanted and wanted him, mean, he wanted to push out Ron Wolf. I mean... Yeah. He wanted to push out Wolf, so Ego got the best of that, 100% agree. Uh, Brett says, what about Donald Driver? Donald's the same way. Donald's, you know, very kind, very nice. Uh, he's um, he's gotten a little uh, – here in the state, because he's so admired and adored, he's a little big time. But for the most part, you're right, he's a, a, a humble guy too. He's a very appreciative guy but he's uh, he's even it used to be you could call Donald not anymore he doesn't answer his own phone you know after the dancing with the stars thing and everything got huge he doesn't doesn't do that a lot of guys used to answer their phone he doesn't not one of them um eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven 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 1670 if you want to find us uh, that's a great way to hit us up again eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy uh let's go back to the phone calls we got phone calls is market plunger still there ben yep okay let's do that market plunger what's going on man how you
1: doing oh thanks for taking the call um first i i just want to say blameless when people you know they i, I hear a lot of things about signing blame look none of us are are, are blameless so I'm, I'm calling you on a cell phone that i bought that with bold and coltan, can probably mined by children in africa so at some point in this conversation, or whatever has been transpiring between Goody and Rogers, one of them did something that the other one, you know, took badly, and it was probably just got out of control. And but somewhere along the lines, they could have stopped this. All of them could have stopped this. Second of all, the. Uh, uh, I'm one of those people that say, I would love to see here. Aaron Rodgers' side of the story. And, and I will, I will give you an, a, an example from my own life and forgive me. I don't like to talk about this stuff because we're, we're, it's a horrible industry. and not good sure. people in it. But I, I was, I was what you call the big swinging Johnson. Okay. So I, I, if you've ever seen the movie wall street and I had worked probably five or six years, 12 uh, hour days, not a big deal. Like I wasn't trading the stock market. I was trading the futures and, forex markets right. and a lot of those are 24 seven. So one day in 2008, I had for a month or two, I had talked with the superiors and said, look, I'm going out of town. I haven't taken a vacation ever and I'm leaving and I'm not picking up the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care what goes on. I'm not. And, and they said, fine, look, you, you deserve it. Thank you for what you've done for us. So I got in an airplane. and I left. And 2008 happened. Bear Stearns failed, and of course, my phone was blowing up. People were calling me, and I, mm. I should I have picked up? Yes, but look, I'm a man of my word. When I when I say yeah. something, it, I mean it. And I got back there finally about two days later. I picked up. I saw what was going on, and all they wanted me was me at the desk for to make more money for them. That was it. Right. So I got back, and they fired me. Okay, fine. I understand. Um, that's kind of shady. I told you I wasn't going to be there. You fired me. Well, then they then they, then they said, because they're firing, they're taking my money, well, all, the, all the, the, the stock options and everything else that I've worked for, and that crossed the line. So I said, okay, talk to my lawyer. So my lawyer and I walked in there. I threw the iPhone 1 down on the table, which had the recording of me telling my boss that I was leaving, and I wasn't going to pick up the phone no matter what, and he agreed right. to it, said everything was fine. Well, okay, but then they all of a sudden they decided to give me my money back after I don't know, a little more fight. Fine. Uh, should I again? Should I pick up the phone? Yes. I. I, I but again, I, I thought I deserved at that point. So right. this whole thing with Rodgers, when when the news came out that he didn't pick up his phone, I should he have picked up his phone? Yes. Bottom line is is I don't know the conversation that they had after the season. For all I know, Gudikins could have told he Rogers could have come to him and said, look. When do you want your answer? And they probably said, maybe said, like, look, March March 1st at the latest. And he said, right. look, don't bother me. I'm going to figure this out. So when Goody came out and said we tried to call him, I don't know. That could have been a situation. And, again, mm-hmm. should Rogers have picked up the phone? Should I have picked up the phone? 100%. Looking back at it, yes. But all they wanted me for was my money or for their money right. to make them more money. And when I right. wasn't there, they took my money. So that that's – You know, that's why when I'm saying, when I call and I'm like, look, I, I just, I don't know, like, it's all the public information, I don't know what's said behind the doors, that because of a situation like that in my own experience... So I, I want to be mad at Rogers for it, but I don't know what was said before that to assign blame. If that's blame. the
0: case, though, you're you're 100% correct. If that's the case, appreciate the phone call. Now now listen to my response to this here real quick. If that's the case and Roger said, I will not be available on this date for this period of time, don't call me. I just want to get my head straight. If that's the case, Rogers 100% is true. 100%. So then I would go back to, okay, did you talk to the Packers prior to that? about anything. And then okay, if that's the case, I asked them the question, were the packers shopping you or did they answer the phone? That's the second thing. The third thing is, and this is what sticks in my head, you did not tell your boss when you left, you know, hey, if anything happens, man, I want transparency. I I don't, you know, I I don't I I, I want to know what's going on. And then when they do try to get a hold of you, to say, well, I'm sorry, I told you it wasn't going to be available. You can't complete. Because remember, he said, had they talked to him at the end of the season and told him this is what was going on, he wanted transparency. He would have said, that's fine, great, appreciate it. But he came out of the darkness mad. I don't know how else to put it. He came out of the darkness mad because he said, in his words, where he found out the Packers were shopping him around. And he even said that on the McAfee show prior to going into the darkness because he said he dropped that little that little quip in. Remember, oh, uh, well, there's some conversations that are going on. But I'm, apparently I'm not a part of. Remember that? Okay. So if you're not happy about that, pick up the phone. What conversations? What's going on? Am I hearing this correct? If you want transparency... You have to reach it. You can't just say, not talking to anybody, not answering my phone, not answering text messages, and, oh, by the way, you can't do anything that involves me or is going to piss me off. It doesn't work that way. You know? So I agree with you. If it happened that way, if he said, I will not be available from this date to this date, and that's when everything broke, I completely agree with you. I get the sense, though, when you come out and demand transparency and they tried to give you transparency or at least see where your head was at and you didn't want to talk to anybody, but yet you're going to demand transparency, you can't do that because that is speaking out of both sides of your face. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Otherwise, I completely agree with your situation. 100%. Uh, and again, I go back to the... the the, the questions that weren't asked, I guess, is the best way to put it, that I would love to – and what like you said, I, I want to hear Aaron's side of things. I do, but as, as I sit there and I listen to it, I have questions. I, I have legitimate questions over this. If you're going to point the finger at the organization, I don't – that's fine. If that's what happened, that's fine. But I do have follow-up questions because what I would like is, okay – Suppose you you go through. Let me do this. I'm going to I'm going to break. I'm going to come back. I'll get into this because I I think there is legitimacy in what you say specifically. Um, But I, I, I there there is some things that if you ask a question and there's an answer to it, then you can look back at the organization and go. Aha. okay, now I see how the pictures are kind of playing out. But the questions have to be asked and answered. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program coming up. Got to uh, brought to you by the Water Doctors. Water Doctors. Go to h two the letter o doctors.com The best water softening system is the Kinetical Water Softening System. John Atley and his his uh, staff. They they first of all they have a great the best product. I have it in my house. I have it downstairs right now. Uh, I love going up there and getting the water uh, out of the reverse osmosis all the time. Showers great. Clothing, great, all that kind of stuff. Saves me time, saves me soap, saves me all that stuff. But they also give back. They give back to the Custom Canine Service Dogs Academy, and that helps out veterans for uh, service dogs, for veterans that are in need. And And that hits me near and dear to my heart. Call my guys at the Water Doctors. Even if they're not in your area, you call them, and they can get you in touch with somebody who does, but also they can talk to you a little bit about the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy. 262 262- 549-7733-262-549-7733. That is the Water Doctors. Go to H2Letter O, doctors.com. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: Welcome down a dirt row made homemade wine like nobody I know I by one Welcome night. back. Good to have you. Can you help me, Creole? So I'll we were talking
0: before, you know. before we went to break uh, about all this Rogers stuff and and a lot of people have speculated. it's it's God, what are we going to do, Ben, once once he signs with the Jets and he's gone? Are we just going to watch Jets press conferences to see what he's saying?
2: I'm not for sure. I mean I'll, I mean I'll catch whatever's pertinent. Yeah. I uh But that's big time relief for me. Feels like extra yeah, vacation days when McAfee right? stops.
0: Um it, it, the whole thing with Rogers and, and going back to Market Plunger, who was our caller before. So okay, let's let's do this. If Rodgers then goes to McAfee and speaks and says, "You know, hey, you know, I said this and he's going to say, "Well, Brian Gutekins said they tried to contact you." And if he says, "Show me where they did?" They never did. They never called, they never texted, nothing. Okay? Then I then it the balls back in Goodikin's court cuz somebody's lying. If it's never brought up, then I know. Then I know. They're not going to ask you about that because they did try to call you. They did try to contact you. What I want to hear asked is how many times before or after you went into the darkness? Did you tell them? All these questions need to be asked. Did you tell them? No, I didn't say a word about it. Okay, well, then they f- still felt that you were a viable candidate and they weren't really sure what you wanted to do and if you wanted to play. And, yeah, they have a team to run. Did they, did you tell them that your intention was to come back and play? No. Did you tell them that you wanted to play for them? No. When they called and they talked to you about things, did Did he ask if you, you know, hey, we want you all in. We, we You know, we're obviously paying you a lot of money. We want to, you know, well, money isn't everything. Okay. Did you tell them you are going to go to the OTAs, minicamps, you were going to work with the young guys, kind of recommit yourself for the next year or two? You only have a couple years left because you're contemplating retirement. No. Yes, I did. Okay. I mean, all those things need to be answered. And then once those things are answered, then you can kind of guide – the, the path with which you go when it comes to your thinking. But if those questions are never asked, and specifically you never hear them addressed, I think what would speak the loudest would be what is not stated, what is not addressed via Aaron Rodgers. If it's never asked, that means it happened. Because we know, knowing Rodgers, that he doesn't let anything go like that to where he's going to look negative. So he's not going to get it out there. If he's talking about the Packers dragging their feet, my next question would be what do you feel you're worth? You can sit here and say that the Packers are dragging their feet and the deal's not going to get done until the Packers and Jets have come to an agreement. Well, what do you feel you're worth, Aaron? Again, I'd like him to say, team hasn't been to a Super Bowl since 1969. It hasn't been to the playoffs since 2010. You're the linchpin to all of that. What do you feel you're worth? You know? I I, I think there's a, a lot of that. If I, I hope, you know, now I, I know if he has a chance and – comes back and does a presser with the the Green Bay media that I hope they ask him. And otherwise I would hope that the New York media asks him. I'll tell you this, this whole thing with this New York media, they're going to, they're not going to give him a pass, all that crap. I'm expecting big things at his first presser. I'm, I'm expecting them, you know, come on, come on, big, bad New York. Let's go show everybody else in the Midwest how it's done. And if you can't and you don't ask those pertinent questions, shut up. Same thing. And I, I think it's the same thing everywhere. Uh, but this whole thing about well, New York's not going to let them cut that crap, y- you watch. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. You know, um, you wonder if he'll go on the fan and answer questions or, you know, if he'll do a radio interview or two in other places, or if it's just going to be going back to, to McAfee. But I you know, I these are all things that I think are pertinent to this whole saga. And the barbs that he has thrown at the organization. And some may be justified, some may not. But what I want to know is uh if if I really had my druthers through all of this, okay, if I really had my druthers is I want to know. I want follow up details from him from that side. Something tangible that I can then take over to the Packers and say, I'd like to know this. Or we'd like to know this. Asking for kind of you the fan. And then then you get a decision as to whether or not your organization is doing its due diligence to be the best it can possibly be, and not only taking into consideration today, but the next week, the next year, tomorrow, and such down the road? Or is this just a pissing match between a diva, a diva quarterback and a general manager and front office who's just tired of his crap? You know? Because somewhere the truth lies, you would assume. But I just think that a lot of this that's been discussed and contemplated and, and, it, and you know, the Adam Schefters of the world and Rappaports of the world and Diana Rossini's of the world and all these different people that keep coming out with these many different scenarios and, you know, and all these things are happening and this is being said. And that, I think it's all, you know, I think it's all a spinning whirlwind of crap. And all you got to do is sit in the middle of it, watch it all fly around you and say, nobody's quoting a source. Nobody's quoting uh, deep insiders. They're all going from speculation to speculation to thought to source to what's being said, as Greenberg said. And by the time it's been, it's kind of like the old game of of, of grapevine. You know, what's heard on the grapevine? And you used to do it in your class. And you would start with the first kid, and there'd be 30 kids in your class. By the time you get back to the 30th kid, when it was supposed to say, Spaghetti and meatballs taste good. It turns out to be spaghetti is banned in the hood or something,
2: you know. You call it grapevine, Bill?
0: Yeah, the old grapevine.
2: It's called telephone.
0: Yeah, well, telephone, too. Yeah, it was the old grapevine back then. I don't know
2: where that comes from. Yeah.
0: It was always grab a vine. You know, grab something off the vine. And that's what it was. And that's where we're at. And I I wish I had a better way to break it down, but I think over the last half an hour we've just discussed it at nauseum. And it 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 just there's nothing new here. There's just a ton of speculation, and really, what it comes down to is what the value is that the Green Bay Packers want, and what the value is that the Jets feel they should be given up, and what the value is to the success that he could bring to the postseason. That's it. That's it. There's my dissertation. You take that, take that today, and you can either go with telephone or grapevine. <laughs>
2: I don't think anybody says grapevine
0: oh people have said grapevine my grandmother used to say grapevine all the time
2: all right should I set an age limit on it then
0: yeah you probably could I mean look I you know the old game of telephone yeah everybody used to play that so when you were a kid yeah I get that too so but I just remember it was my uh, my my kindergarten teacher was mrs. B- I, had, I don't know why I have this vision it was mrs. Bakkenstead was her was her last name Mrs. she sounds delightful she was uh she looked like maud she looked like uh um she did she looked like um oh b arthur uh that's who she looked reminded me of she reminded me of b arthur uh because my dad always used to make fun saying ah how was maud today and that was my kindergarten teacher my dad used to make fun of her because she was she was bigger bigger taller lady anyway um she uh also became my first grade teacher she moved up when we moved up, and she was the first one. And the only time I ever got a swat of my ass in school back during corporal oh, right. punishment days, yeah, yeah. Her and the principal took me into a like a like a like a closet, a, a janitor's closet. <laughs> Gave me Slapped one swat my on ass my ass with a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, there was no grilled cheese sandwich there that day. It was just the the, the wooden paddle. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it's going to break. Yeah. So as she used to say, you know, we're we're gonna play another game of grapevine. Okay. That was it. Uh let's do this. We're gonna step away. We'll take a quick break. Ben's getting annoyed. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> some good happy hour building across the street as well that's our friends at boondocks barbecue burgers and brews on county road k in oconomowoc and uh, as a matter of fact i'm heading out that direction for uh, right after i get off the air tomorrow i'm gonna swing by uh get out there about four but uh, yeah boondocks they have that great big spacious new patio and all the renovation they did last year all open all open and ready to go go to boondocks bbqs.com dot com for information or follow them over on facebook that's boondocks barbecue burgers and Bruce county road k in oconomowoc really good stuff um Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to give us a shout, Will says, "Facts are: Green Bay wanted value for the contract signed. Rogers doesn't want to be in camps anymore, and the Packers Nation did. So Rogers pretending that it would all be all in wasn't period. Uh, the darkness thing uh, was the last draw for the Green Bay Packers and their management, and that was the end of it. Um, I don't, I don't put that that far out of the realm of possibility. To be honest with you, I, I don't, I don't." I don't throw that that far down the rabbit hole. That's probably pretty much it. Here you go. Here's one thing. Cassidy Hill on the Packers tailgate tour, uh, part of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, says uh, she had a chance to talk with Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins, vastly different than what, uh, when asked about the rebuild and such, uh, he just basically said, hey, Uh, he told Jordan Love, quote, we're going to play for you. We're going to play for you. Um, He didn't talk about, you know, Uh, all the different stuff when it comes to rebuilds and such. Uh, You look at, uh, you know, Jordan Love. He's confident that he's got the backing of his teammates, the Packers, the Jets, trying to get uh, Rodgers' deal done. Um, President and CEO Mark Murphy said, I really don't have any updates. We all are excited about Jordan Love. He's handled things the right way. He's developed and improved. We think he's ready to be a starter. Uh, Teammates Aaron Jones, Elton Jenkins, who are also on the bus said, we don't know what's going on uh, and what's going to be our future here, but I think that's who's going to be our quarterback, Aaron Jones said, looking at uh, towards Jordan Love. But even if he wasn't, he's still a quarterback on our roster. So I like to work out with my quarterbacks uh, just to continue to get my reps in because at some point you're going to take those snaps. Um, Things may happen that may not go his way, and letting him know you got his back and the other guys in front of him, no matter what happens, we're going to play for you. I think if he knows that, it's just going to help him that much more. That's according to Aaron Jones. Jenkins kind of seconding that sentiment. Uh, Jones said second-year receiver Romeo Dobbs, who was also scheduled to be on the bus tour, unable to make it, also worked out with Jordan Love and Aaron Jones and company uh, out there. He said offensive lineman Elton Jenkins said the transition from Rodgers to Love is going to be a big deal, but he believes the Packers are going to handle it okay. Okay. He said, we've got to embrace that and, moving forward, put uh, points on the board like we always do. It's going to be different because Rodgers has been playing the game for so many years, but I feel like, yeah, we're going to be good. Um. And then, uh, obviously, I uh, went out to say that I'm really glad that Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers turned out to be such an incredible quarterback, and I'm hopeful that Jordan Love turns out to be a similar quarterback. And with that, I'll leave, uh, Murphy said before, boarding the bus. So there you go. A lot of uh, guys, well, you know, two things. First of all, take it with a grain of salt. And the reason why is because there's not anybody on that bus sitting next to the uh, president and CEO of the Green Bay Packers is going to say, you know what, between you, me, and the fence post, Jordan Love sucks swamp water. Nobody's going to do that, right? Nobody's going to say that. So you take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. But uh, in addition to that, you, you know, you you it's just a different take from the guy that's the longtime left tackle of the Green Bay Packers, who also happens to be probably the best friend of Aaron Rodgers, who sounds a little saltier. I'm good with that. That's fine. But when they all put the pads on and they all start uh, at the same camp and they all start working together, you hope that all of that begins to mesh. Now, again, I have my reservations, but as a as a fan, I'm hoping for the moon, man. I'd be crazy not to. Hoping for all this to work out and just be – Absolutely fantastic. This portion of the pros uh, this portion of the program brought to you by Lux Golf Bays. Try them out, located in Franklin, Wisconsin. Go to lux l u x e luxgolfbays.com and don't forget down at the Rock Complex, it is now open. The Umbrella Bar opened up last weekend. The Umbrella Bar is now open. So enjoy your Friday nights and Saturday nights and weekends and all that kind of good stuff down there as well. What did we miss? That's next on the Bill Michael show. going to get outside and do a little yard work got a little running around to do but love it love it uh it is time now as we bring in one young ben kenny Ben Z. kenny known as the
2: telephone versus the
0: grapevine in time to find out what did we miss today
2: all right bill so here's the thing with today i have a lot of headlines but i didn't read any of the stories okay because i don't really think that's in the contract for this segment I bring the headlines. And then if we have to expand upon it, we do. I wanted to start quick. I just saw this past the timeline and I couldn't not note it from Matt Hayes, college football person Gators, offensive tackle, Austin Barber on a radio station, talking about quarterback Graham Mertz now at Florida quote. Mm -hmm. He's very smart. He has a good arm. A lot of things you want in a quarterback. He's learned the playbook fast. I just want someone out there who can put us in the best situation to win end quote <laughs> <laughs> um i'm not saying it okay i'm not saying yeah it. Um, i'm just presenting evidence maybe
0: in a different setting a different system a different time maybe he will have su- some success
2: i think he will honestly this year at florida i mean looking Bad back for a job in the sec with with everything we've learned about the, Paul, the end of the Paul Christ regime yeah. since COVID, which is when Mertz started under center, everything we've learned about the operation and the offense, I don't see how it was possible for Mertz to succeed in that. I was just going to say, can you imagine
0: if Mertz is what he was projected to be and he gets a chance in Florida to just kind of do his thing and he comes out and has a Heisman Trophy kind of season? That'd be awesome. I that'd, mean, that'd be that so would cool. be the most massive indictment of what was going on behind the scenes in Wisconsin.
2: Um, he yeah, is a good but, fit for a Phil Longo offense, in theory. Yeah. Yeah. So, but well, uh, anyway, okay. Speaking of quarterbacks, Wisconsin quarterback Tanner Mordecai speaking to reporters today. Asked, uh, where do you want to help take this program? Because he'll obviously only be here for one season. Mordecai says, quote, championship status. That's it. Win championships.
0: End That's quote. it. That is a directive from none other than Luke Fickle, who said it the day he took the job at the opening press conference. So, I, hey, if he's going to carry that mantra, carry that, that thought, that mentality, that spirit inside the walls of Camp Randall, I am all for it. All for it. Now, getting from point A to point B is more difficult, but um, but I hey, if that's that's where you're at and that's where your mindset is, I'm I'm in. Yep, I'm in.
2: Let's it's start better with,
0: than the we're rowing the boat the same way we're one game at a time. So row the boat. It's just shut
2: up. That's true. <laughs>
0: that's
2: true. That is very true. Um, while all of this Aaron Rodgers stuff is going on, he has chimed in on Instagram. Chimed in on yeah, something else. He posted his pick for president in 2024. Not going to expand upon who or what. Again, I read okay. headlines. No, I saw that. He I did don't the, go uh, deeper. J- Was it the JFK? I'm d i am uh, I again. Yeah. Not getting into he, it, just giving evidence. Yeah.
0: He did the uh, he's he's a Democratic supporter, and uh, he did the JFK thing where he reposted it over on his
2: Instagram. I saw that this morning when I got up. Yeah. So that happened. In real news, two baseball notes. Number one, we know how the Brewers have extended beer sales because of the pitch clock to pass the seventh inning. They've been joined by the Diamondbacks, Rangers, Twins, and maybe the Marlins and the Mets. But more teams are catching on. A big story, yesterday, last night, was Dollar Dog Night in Philadelphia. It's my favorite night of the year. You go to the ballpark, (laughs) hot dogs are a dollar, and you try to set the record as a stadium. And they post the record up there, and they post the running tally, hot dogs per minute, things of that nature. Right. It's incredible. But with the pitch clock, it's it's so tough to get all the hot dogs in. You know, right. I
0: uh, first of all, uh, I love Dollar Dog Night, so I I'm a fan of that. Usually a couple of them, I'm good to go. But we give me like seven. It, it, this is a different discussion. Maybe we do this tomorrow. But there is already, and I didn't think it would take this long. Uh, when you went back to games in during spring training, now compete, now, here you go. We can never satisfy everybody and the squeaky wheel gets the grease. People are now complaining the games are too short. <laughs> so it, there's a sweet spot between, between two, uh, like the other day they had a game that was two hours and six minutes. They had a, a game that was one hour, and 57 minutes. Uh, there was another game I think was two hours, 14 minutes. And people say, no, 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 you can't do that. So two, two hour, three hours is too long because it's a number. Two hours and ten minutes is too short. So is two and a half about the sweet spot? Because that's what the average was coming out of the first week of the Major League Baseball season. We're getting these anomalies where you get a game that's an hour 57, two hours 10, two hours two minutes, two hours 14 minutes. And people are pissed. But overall, they're averaging about two and a half hours, which is about a half an hour less than what they were, which is what baseball wanted to do. But why? Because us idiots demanded it. I'm not a fan of tinkering with the game to begin with, but we demanded it. People demanded it. Short-term memory, people demanded it because we got to be on our phones. We got to have ribbon boards to light it up so our eyes have something to look at in between play. So... I'm with you. I, I like where it's at. But I always thought to myself, there's no way as soon as this cuts into the marketability of baseball, into their money, whether it's pro shop, hot dogs, or beer, that they're going to just stop it all and be responsible at seven innings. So it's about responsibility and not to, well, wait a minute. What do you mean we're losing money? Sell beer to everybody. Now beer is going to be available to kids o- over the age of 14. It's great.
2: I'm with you. I'm with you. As we go along, I think some adjustments are needed. But not for the sake of the game. I don't give a damn about the right. game. For the sake of eating hot dogs as fast as I can <laughs> and to put down as many. Like we need we'll to set about, hot dog records.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, we'll talk about what are the we doing? Game tomorrow. Um, I think we should do that. And
2: and the last note, real quick, is Salt Lake City is putting their hat in the ring for an MLB team. If the A's yep. were to move, so that's a yep. like no.
0: I still think they go to Vegas. Vegas has more money to offer in a better circumstance, but. Salt Lake City's and one now, too. They got places to go. All right, that's going to do it. That's going to do it. So, uh, yes, Mark, just bring your ID from Kindertown, and you can get yourself a beer at the ballpark. <laughs> All right, until we talk again, 20 hours from now, hang in there. Time for us to go have a go.